Hey guys, I wanted to say before the episode begins, there are about four weeks left of us being together on the master feed of Scattered Abroad. We're so thankful that SAN has given us a platform for the last several weeks and continuing to do so for one more month. But after our mock drafts and all of the draft coverage is over, we're going to be shifting to our own show with one episode a week coming out on the master feed, everything else being able to be found on our specific show. So you can find it by typing in going on a tangent or g.o.a.t, the GOAT podcast. Subscribe on all major podcast platforms. Hey guys, welcome back to the GOAT podcast. I am your host, Michael Clark, and with me today is another guest, appearance by Mark Garner. It's good to be back. Mark, it is wonderful to see your face. Thank you very much. Um, I'm going to increase your volume a little bit here. Go ahead. There we go. That's That should be better. Um, Mark, it's good to have you. Um, I brought you on. We talked about you coming on before this happened. Yes. Uh, but we will be talking about the new contract for Jalen Hurts, the latest Philadelphia Eagles superstar quarterback. Yes. Um, we kind of want to get into some of the rumors that I've seen first today. Uh, we did this yesterday at the end of the show, but I'd like to do it at the beginning this time. A little bit different. The first rumor that I have heard is that NFL teams are now calling the Houston Texans for the number two pick. Um, it's either going to be Stroud or Young. Well, that's the consensus, but here's something that's kind of funny. Wouldn't it just be hysterical if a team out there felt like they were a Will Anderson away and they trade up a bounty to jump the Cardinals and then the Cardinals are stuck at three and the best player's not on the board and they have to either take a quarterback and punt on Kyler Murray or they have to essentially – draft Jalen Carter. Yeah. What happens then? Well, I think the Cardinals, surely they're not ready to punt on Kyler Murray yet. I mean, they just signed the man to a massive contract not too long ago. So, but it would be interesting to see. Well, I mean, the rumors right now are that Kirk Cousins is a guy that they're going to move off on that they had signed to a big contract a couple seasons ago. I mean, his, his contract is expiring, so that could be part of it. But I think that would be an interesting thing if it's not what we think that it is, but it's another team. Second rumor, and one of the reasons why I think the Houston Texans have started to do this, it has been reported, this is a two-parter, it has been reported that Bryce Young is going to be the number one pick. That's the latest consensus. And it's been reported that because today he canceled his pre-draft visits that were remaining. So he had a few visits. I don't remember who all he was supposed to go, but he had um, remaining visits left to certain teams, and he's canceled them. So to me, I told my sister-in-law, I feel like this is either – the Texans have told him you're not making it past two. Or the Panthers have told him you are the pick. Yeah. Well, I think that's a very real possibility. I think the Panthers, they desperately need a quarterback. But honestly, like I've said it on past podcasts, I'm just really not sold on Bryce Young yet. 
I just don't know if he's going to be able to make it in the league. I think his arm strength is incredible, but to me he just seems like he's injury-prone going into the league. But I could be completely wrong. I could be wrong on him, but that's just what I think. But, yeah, it's definitely interesting he canceled all the pre-draft meetings. So that should should probably tell you that he's going to be the first pick. I mean, he's not going to go past two, I don't think. Also, it kind of tells you how dumb he is, too, because, like, these pre-draft meetings – I mean, I would still go. Like, why not? Yeah, why not? Because here's what people don't think about. And I know quarterback is a little different. Mike Tomlin for the Steelers often says, I'm looking in the pre-draft process for two types of players. The players we can get now and the players that we will get four years from now. That level of scouting is one of the reasons why I think the Steelers are often known for not signing the big-name free agents. But they often sign guys that end up contributing, and so I think that that's a good thing. But I feel like this is one of those things where, like, what if Bryce Young ends up in Carolina, ends up in Houston, and five seasons go by and he's not happy? He would have had an opportunity in some cases to maybe interview with some of these other teams that he might end up signing with in five seasons. I like D'Amico Ryans. He is a he's a, he was a great player. I think he's going to be a great head coach. But if they don't get a good quarterback this draft, it is going to be a horrendous season for the Houston Texans. There's just not much talent there. So you think zero and sixteen? Oh, the, I could the see it. I don't see him winning very many. I mean, yeah, they're not in a great division. They could probably beat the Colts, but I think the Colts will be a little better next year. All right. Next rumor that I saw was that Patrick Mahomes is not at 100% after the ankle injury he sustained in last year's playoffs, this this past year's playoffs, but that it hasn't necessarily been hindering his ability to uh, get ready for the 2023 season. What are your thoughts on that statement? Is it smoke? Is it actually true? Do you think it's possible that Mahomes is starting to maybe – not be the fast healer that he's been known to be in his career? Uh, Because I think it's kind of a bold statement for him to come out and go, yeah, I'm not at 100%. Yeah, I think it's a bold statement, too. I don't think it's smoke. Um, The fact of the matter is, is one thing going forward that's going to be key to Mahomes' success is him staying healthy. And so I think that you have to prevent him from getting injured at all costs. But I, I don't think it's smoke. I really don't think he's 100% because I mean it looked like a pretty bad injury yeah and it's when you're known for doing what he does your ankles are even more important they are you know Tom Brady you could tape his ankles up he'd be all right Peyton Manning he's not running yeah you could do that but guys like Mahomes Lamar Justin Fields Kyler Murray um you know these mobile quarterbacks they you you cannot take their ankles away from them uh, not that you could take their ankles away from anybody else, but you get the point. Next rumor that I have heard yeah. is that Buda Baker, of course, has requested a trade from yeah. the Cardinals. Yeah. Uh, this is apparently, according to Ian Rappaport, he tweeted about three hours ago as we're filming this now, you know, recording this around 5 o'clock on a Monday, so 2 o'clock today. He said that this request was made months ago by Buda Baker and that both sides have very clear and opposing views as to what should happen, indicating Cardinals don't want to let him go. He has two years left on his contract, and Buddha doesn't want to play there anymore. What do you think ends up happening? Does Buddha Baker get traded, 
or does he end up playing next year for the Arizona Cardinals? I think he'll end up playing next year, but after next year, I don't know. I think they should trade him. If a player comes and requests a trade, I mean, his heart's not there. You you, you need to trade him. But he, here's the thing about Arizona. Two, three years ago, I, I thought Arizona was really going to be one of the up-and-coming oh, teams. Oh, yeah. I mean, they they were right there. And when they got DeAndre Hopkins, I said yep. it's over. Yep. But it seems like now they're in rebuild mode. They have to be. Well, you, your defensive coordinator yeah. is now their head coach, your yeah. former D.C. And I don't know if, you, if you've seen this or not, but I remember reading – this was before the GOAT podcast was a thing, but I remember reading that – he didn't even know he was interviewing for the job until after the Super Bowl. He, like, went to go with the team to get ready to leave. Yeah. And Nick Casario – not Nick Casario. What, what's his name? Nick Sirio. Sirianni. Yeah. yeah. Nick, uh, Nick Ariganani. He, he said, no, you're going to stay here and interview for the Cardinals job. Either him or the GM said that, like the owner. It was one of those two. Howie Roseman might have been the mm-hmm. one that said it. Howie Roseman? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm pretty Roseman. sure it was Howie now yeah. that I think about it. He didn't even know he was interviewing. Yeah. Until the the owner Third was like, cluster. "You're staying here." So the Eagles were not happy with him and told him to stay behind. And it seems like because he was hired the next day, but the Cardinals had said that Kyler Murray was going to get a say in their next quarterback mm-hmm. that they you know or in their next uh, coach. What is happening? It's, um, it seems like there's just not real good organization there. It seems like they're just trying to tell people things to please them, and then they're going to do what they want to do. Look, Jonathan Gannon is not a defensive guru. And you can talk to some of the Eagles players after the Super Bowl, and they will tell you he he was not that good in the Super Bowl. A lot of them were very displeased with him throughout the season as well. But the fact of the matter is, though, the the Cardinals just seem like they're an organization that really just doesn't have it together right now. Yeah. And they're going to have to get it together. And the problem they're, they're is – They're in too tough of a division. Are they, though? Think about it. I do. I you think have I, Seattle and San Francisco at the yeah. tippy top. The Rams are an absolute dumpster. You think and we're so? saying – Yeah, I mean – I mean, I, I feel like if they're healthy, they, they win at least nine games. I don't know. I, I think yeah. I think if if Cooper Cup and Aaron Donald, if they all stay healthy throughout the season, and Matthew Stafford, I think they still win nine games at least. Well, they're definitely the worst in their division, yeah. and then next to them is the Rams. But you have to think about this for a second. This is a team that lost Zach Allen. They lost Byron Murphy, the cornerback, the star yeah. corner for mm-hmm. them. J.J. Watt retired. Kyler Murray tore his ACL. And DeAndre Hopkins and Buda Baker said we won out. If that doesn't send a message yeah. to the rest of the league. Also, um, I don't have the stats in front of me to to be prepared to kind of talk about all of this, but there was a league-wide inquiry done mm-hmm. about what teams have the best facilities and what are the kind of things. And I, I might even just bring it up while I'm talking about it. But um, I think it was Philadelphia number one. Yeah, sure, yeah. Uh, pay for... Food. Let's see if that'll bring it up. Okay. Uh, Gridiron Heroics posted that um, <laughs> the Arizona Cardinals are the only NFL team to charge players for their meals. Really? So, you know, Kyler Murray goes out and signs this big contract, 
So if they're on the road and they get fed by the team, they're paying for that. The uh, players are. Well, I don't, I don't know about all that. I know this is in there. Uh, well, let, let me just read the article here to you. Uh, let's see. The Arizona Cardinals flunked all around last season. After making the playoffs for the 2021 season, the Cardinals fell to a dismal 4-13 and record last year. They were sloppy on all parts of the field, leading to Cliff Kingsbury's ouster. Now, here's something that's funny. The NFLPA published results of a report card that were taken by a survey of players in each club. Every team was graded on these categories. Treatment of families, food service, nutrition, weight room, strength coaches, training room, training staff, locker room, and team travel. The Arizona Cardinals ranked second to last in their overall score among the 32 NFL clubs. Um, they're charged for bad food. Uh, they're, <laughs> they're the only NFL team that charges players for meals. If players would like dinner, it will be boxed up for them. But players are report, reported that the team will charge you via payroll deduction. This is apparently the only club that does this. Players reported if you work out at the facility after the season is over, the team charges you for every meal eaten at the facility. Again, the only team that does this. Um, Arizona is a dumpster fire right now, and they and I don't I don't think they'll be much better this year. I think they, they could be. get to six wins, maybe, but I don't know. I mean, they signed Jeff Driscoll today, yeah. the quarterback that I guess is their insurance policy to Colt McCoy. Um, but those were most of the rumors. I have one more that I saw that I wanted to bring up. The, uh, let's see here. Ah, two more. It appears that the Washington Commanders have been sold. For 6.6 billion. Billion. So Snyder finally sold the team. To a man by the name of Josh Harris, assuming that all goes well with the league, the league has to sign off on the proposal and everything. But yeah, um, the last rumor that I have seen is that the New England Patriots have come out and said, in regards to Lamar Jackson, that they are not going to be signing him. They're going to stick with Mac Jones. That's crazy. Um, yeah. Do you think that Mac Jones will be a starting quarterback next year? I think he will. Um, like I said, Mac Jones, it seems like to me, and this is why I kind of have questions about Bryce Young, it seems like to me these Alabama quarterbacks always have a lot of promise and then for some reason they never pan out in the NFL. And I think that when you look at Mac Jones, I just when I watch him, he just doesn't look that impressive to me in the pocket. I just don't think he he's not a great pocket passer. Yeah. But I just don't think he's really conformed to the NFL game very well, but I do think he will start next year. I do. They're going to have to get him some help uh more than they've done. Now we're off of the rumors and into what we actually are here to talk about. I uh, hope you've enjoyed the first 15 minutes of this podcast. Your Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah, yeah. Have um, made a splash. Five years, $255 million, I think. 
and it currently makes Jalen Hurts, quarterback for the Philadelphia Eagles, the highest paid player in NFL history. Uh, he has $179.3 million in total guarantees. Uh, he got $110 million fully guaranteed at signing. And $126.5 million guaranteed by March 2024. What was the signing bonus? Uh, that's, that's the signing bonus, $110 million. Oh, um, And he also has the first no-trade clause in Eagles history. Uh, another sign of the franchise's faith in Hurts, who's only 24 years old. So he gets a raise in 2023. He's got a $23.294 million signing bonus, and he'll make $64 million through the first year in 2024. This deal takes him until he is 28 years old. Mm-hmm. Or no, 29 years old. Good move or bad move? I think it was a good move. I think after this past year with the growth that he had, I just I think it was a no-brainer. I mean, he led the team to the Super Bowl. You watched when he was out. The offense did not play as well. He was not – the team was not as good. And so I think – I think this was a very smart move. I started doing the math, and so he's going to make, I believe, it's over $50 million a year. I mean, after taxes and stuff, it won't be that much, but $50 million a year uh, to me is just crazy. Well, and if we're being honest, too, and, and understand what I'm saying here, if we're being honest, too, he underperformed for what he signed at because – he scored 35 touchdowns last year. Mm-hmm. That's the most that he's scored in his career. Yeah. Um, Mahomes signed with the Chiefs in 2020 after winning the Super Bowl, a 10-year, $450 million contract, uh, which – that sounds like it's so much more than Jalen Hurts. It's really but not. But it's really not. No, it's just more years. It's it's Mahomes basically giving the Chiefs a massive hometown discount. Yeah. This deal is second largest in the NFL behind only Deshaun Watson's. Uh, he had a 230 fully guaranteed deal, which... Yikes. Which brings me to this question. Yeah. We're going to talk about the 12 highest paid quarterbacks in the NFL. Who's number one? Could be Jalen Hurts. It is. It is Jalen Hurts, the highest paid player in the NFL. His average annual salary is fifty-one million dollars. That's a lot of money. All right. Number two is Aaron Rodgers. Really? I would have guessed Mahomes. His average annual salary is fifty point two seven million. Uh number three. Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson. Well, he signed that huge contract with the Broncos, so. $48.52 million. Let's ride. Uh, number four, Kyler Murray, $46.1 million. Watch a film. Yeah. <laughs> Let's play Call of Call Duty. Call of Duty. Uh, Deshaun Watson's making $46 million a season. <laughs> That's uh, crazy. Average annual salary. But <laughs> his salary in 2023 is actually $1.16 million. I, anyways. Um, something to do with the cap. And Patrick Mahomes is number six on the list. He signed a 10-year, uh, $450 million contract with only $63 million guaranteed at signing. His 2023 salary, are you ready for this? Yeah. $5.5 million. How does that work? His signing bonus is $10 million, but his annual salary, if you average it out over the life of the contract, 
is forty five million. So it's back ended. Yeah. Um yikes. Number seven, Josh Allen, forty three million dollars. Uh Daniel Jones is number eight at forty million. Matthew Stafford number nine at forty million. Dak at number ten at forty million. Terrible. Derek Carr. Terrible. Uh, Thirty-seven point five million dollars. Right, man, I need to quit signing these quarterbacks. And then there's Jared Goff, thirty-three point five million dollars. Deserved, I think. Yeah. I... After the year he had. So let let's play this game then. Going back up to number one. We're gonna rotate. Okay. I'll start. Okay. And I'll tell you if I would rather have him or Patrick Mahomes on my team. All right. Contract wise. Okay. No, no, not not Patrick Mahomes. If I would rather have Jalen Hurts or a rookie quarterback. Okay. Let's do it that way. All right. So Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud, Will Levis, Anthony okay. Richardson, th- those those players. Would I take Jalen Hurts and this contract over Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud? What are you thinking about? If I put Jalen Hurts off the Eagles and I'm saying that Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud would be on the Eagles, yeah. that's attractive. If I'm starting a franchise and I know that Jalen Hurts is like a fantasy draft, Jalen Hurts is out there, Bryce Young is out there, C.J. Stroud is out there, I think I would take Jalen Hurts. Yeah, I, I think that would Okay, so to. Aaron Rodgers. I, I would take one of the young guys simply because I just I don't have as much faith in Rodgers anymore. Now, Mr. Unlimited. Uh, Russell Wilson. Would I take Russell Wilson – or a rookie, I would take a rookie quarterback. Are you Over kidding Mr. me? Over Mr. Unlimited? Are you kidding me? Have you seen the nat, the like the subway commercials? Yeah. You ever do something dangerous? And then he just sits there like oh, it's he's Dora. very cringy. Yeah, he sits there like it's Dora the Explorer, and he goes, "Ooh." Well, well here's the thing though dangerous. about Russell Wilson, and I know I know I'm getting off topic a little bit. A lot of people criticize the Broncos for signing that deal. I mean, look, I would have offered them that money. You after, would have after the way he after the career he had and go look at his stats at Seattle. He was hurt coming into Denver. But go, I understand. But if you go and you look at his stats in Seattle, his stats were unreal. And so I would have given him the money, but at the same time, he didn't have a great offensive line. I feel bad for him because the guy went from being the absolute probably one of the most respected quarterbacks to the NFL to now he's a meme. I mean, everyone just makes fun of him now. But if you talk to a lot of his teammates who played with him at Seattle, they didn't really seem like they liked him a whole lot. So No, nobody liked Okay, I'll say this, then we got to get back on topic just because time's sake. Why, why take a 30-plus-year-old quarterback? I, I, and I'm, I'm just as upset with the Seahawks for doing what they did with Geno Smith, but why take a 30-something-year-old quarterback and essentially say – there's our future when, let's be honest, if Denver had stayed put and stayed where they are, they would have had draft capital last year mm-hmm. to have selected you know, players that would have helped their team this year. They would have draft capital this year. They wouldn't have draft capital next year because they did trade, you know, um, a pick next year, I believe, a first-round pick next year for Sean Payton. Might have just been a first this year, but they, they don't have a draft capital. 
as much as they would have had they not made the Peyton trade. But they they trade Bradley Chubb, which they may not have done, but let's just say that they did, which means that they would have had a first-round pick this year and their fifth overall pick. Are you thinking that you can't package those and move up no, to number two? No, because, because the Broncos have a terrible history here lately of draft picks. They just have not panned out, especially on the quarterback side of the ball. So if Bryce Young, if the Broncos are picking at number two and Bryce Young was the pick, he's a guaranteed bust? He's not a guaranteed bust, but I think at the end of the day, one, you know, as I've said, I'm not sold on Bryce Young, but two, I don't know. I just think Denver has such a bad history of draft picks here lately that I would have I would I would go Russell Wilson. I know people are going to call me crazy, but I'm going to say Russell Wilson over the young gun. I think that was your turn though. I I agree with you. So you you do Kyler Murray. You know, I hate to say it, but I think I would go with one of the one of the rookie QBs simply because Kyler Murray can't stay healthy. Yeah, his uh I think he's going to be a backup in the next two seasons. Number five, would I take Deshaun Watson or would I take one of the young guys? I would take Deshaun Watson. I was vocal last year before we had this avenue and saying that I thought the Steelers should go give Watson, you know, a chance. Mm -hmm. I felt like our offense was great, our defense was good, and that he was a missing piece. Now, the Steelers don't go after guys usually that have – charges that were leveled against Deshaun Watson, and so we didn't make that trade. The, the Cleveland Browns did, which makes a ton of sense. It's Cleveland. Yeah. Um, but I still think that Deshaun Watson's resume in the NFL is enough for me to give him a chance before I'd give Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud. I agree. All right. So you, you have the easiest one. Would you take a rookie quarterback or would you take Patrick Mahomes' I'm contract? Here. I'm right here. I would take, I mean, obviously Patrick Mahomes. I mean, I, I don't yeah. even, there's no discussion on this one. If you could start the NFL over, and let's just say that every player became a free agent or you did a big draft and you had the Carolina Panthers at one, mm-hmm. how many people would be absolutely sending away their lives, you know, to try to get Patrick Mahomes on their team. Well, and that's the thing is, you know, before Patrick Mahomes got there, I mean, the Chiefs historically have not been a winning organization. I mean, they have a Super Bowl, I believe, before Mahomes got there, I think in the 60s or 70s. Yeah, it had been a long time since they were they really were talking not about that good. Uh, even though Andy Reid did get him turned around before he got there, but – I will say that, oh, I, I'm telling you right now, Mahomes, uh, what team almost drafted him? Wasn't there a team who thought about it? There was a team, I think the was Saints. It the, was it the Bears? The Bears. They took the, Trubisky yeah, they over. They Man, how it. stupid yeah. must you feel? Well, and the Saints even were on record as saying they were going to take Mahomes at uh, 11. Oh, that would have been but it didn't crazy. Work out. Yeah. To go from Drew Brees to that, it would have been yeah. crazy. Um. Number seven, we'll go more rapid fire here to get to the mock draft. Number seven, I would take Josh Allen over the rookie quarterbacks. Would you take Daniel Jones or a rookie quarterback? You know. Don't you say it. I'm going to say Daniel Jones. Bro, 
I'm, I'm telling you right now, if he's healthy, he's honestly a good quarterback. I would take a rookie quarterback over Matthew Stafford. And would you take one over Dak Prescott? Absolutely. See, you're just a hater. No, <laughs> I would take one over Derek Carr. Would you take one over Jared Goff? No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't either. I wouldn't. I think Jared Goff has proven that Sean McVay was the problem. I, I think so. Well, my thing is this with Sean McVay. I know everyone thinks he's a genius and this, that, and the other. What happens if Los Angeles has another bad year? I mean, look, the Rams are going to be in rebuild mode because they're, they're not a young team. So what happens if they have another bad year? That's a good point. All right, so we're moving on to the mock draft portion of the show. All this week until Friday when we review the Draft Network's top ten players, all this week we are reviewing different NFL media analysts' mock drafts. And today's mock draft comes from Daniel Jeremiah. If that name sounds familiar to you, it should. Daniel Jeremiah is the NFL's top scouting talent. Um, you remember Mike Mayock, Mark? I do, 100%. Do you remember how awful Mike Mayock was? Mike Mayock was a legend. Dude, Mike Mayock was one of the worst draft analysts I've ever seen in my, my life. Everyone, Mike Mayock was one of the best. I'm so glad Mike Mayock does not have a job working as an NFL oh, come uh, on, man. analyst anymore. But Daniel Jeremiah, he has done three mock drafts. He'll do one more sometime next week before the draft launches. So this is his mock draft 3.0, and here are his picks. Now, just a refresher for those of you and, and for Mark here who may not have listened to the podcast yesterday – we're not going to really disagree much with the top five picks unless I just don't like it at all. Yeah. So we won't make a bunch of changes necessarily there, but I reserve the right to change the pick. Now, what I have tried to do in as much as possible is unless the pick is just so bad that I need to change the position, I try to stick as best as I can to the same position. So, like, for example, if they took Bryce Young at number two and I was like, I don't like Bryce Young there, I'd rather have C.J. Stroud, then I stick to the same position. But if I got to pick number two and they were like, this guy's going to take, you know, Bijan Robinson, Houston Texans will take the running back so he stays in Houston. No, not doing that. No, I wouldn't um, I would just change the pick to whatever's the best one. But here are Daniel Jeremiah's draft picks. Pick number one, Bryce Young. That's looking like it's more and more correct. I think that's pretty much a lock at this point. I would be shocked if they didn't. Pick number two is C.J. Stroud. Unless they trade, but I, I think that that's a lock as well. Pick number three, Will Anderson for the Cardinals. I can't argue with that either. I think he's the best available after the first two. So far, so good. I'm in agreement with you. Pick number four, the Colts take Anthony Richardson. I would I would stay right there. I would take Will Levis. Will Levis? Levis has done it more in college than mm-hmm. Anthony Richardson has. And you know what's happening right now? Everybody's getting enamored with the physical, you know, attributes of Anthony Richardson. Yeah, they are. And here's something that people have to think about. And you have to ask yourself this question. I'm not saying that he couldn't turn out to be something great. A lot of people are out on Patrick Mahomes. A lot of people were out on Jalen Hurts. 
A lot of people were out on Ben Roethlisberger. Yeah. A lot of people were out on Drew Brees. A lot of people were out. We could go all day. But Anthony Richardson should have better numbers from his college days See, than that, he has. That's exactly what I was about to bring up. He, he wasn't all that great at Florida. Right. I mean, he he was good. I remember watching Florida uh, their first game, and I thought I thought he was a good athlete. But at the end of the day, you're right. His stats were not that good. And they're not even in the super tough part of the SEC. No, they're not. He he should not have stat lines like 9 of 27 and then being talked about as the third quarterback off the board. Or even as some have rumored him to be the number one pick. Um, That's that, crazy. That, that There's no way that would happen. But yeah. Pick number five, Jalen Carter to the Seahawks. You know, this is a risk. But I, I don't hate it. I don't either. I think I, I was watching Carter go through some uh, footwork drills and the man is a machine. But – um, this it's definitely a risk, but I heard um, that I heard that Carter was kept in line a lot by uh, by Jordan Davis, his teammate at Georgia before he got drafted by the Eagles. So you're trying to get him to Philly? I wish. I mean, that would because I mean Fletcher Cox is getting older. Yeah, so. he's not going to play much longer for y'all. Well, here's the next pick that I think is kind of interesting, and it, it very well could be completely different now, but again, I'm trying to go off of what's being done, um, doing the best I can to stick to a position if possible. The Detroit Lions are selecting Devin Witherspoon in this draft. Now, uh, they just got rid of Jeff Okuda because he didn't have the ideal size and he wasn't really uh, a good in coverage. Neither does Witherspoon. Witherspoon doesn't have the ideal yeah, size. he's 5'11". So I, I instead have them taking Christian Gonzalez, the six-something cornerback. Yeah, yeah, from Oregon. From Oregon. I, I could see that happening. Pick number seven, Tyree Wilson. I do not like this pick either. I don't either. I like Tyree Wilson, but I don't like the pick. So I have the Raiders taking Anthony Richardson. So you've got them kind of flipping there. Yeah, instead of a defensive position, you can take Anthony Richardson in Vegas. There are several teams – that you can take Anthony Richardson and risk it. Well, then who who do you have the Falcons taking at eight then? You'll see. Because it's Tyree Wilson. Tyree Wilson. Yeah, we'll get into him in just a second. There's a handful of teams that you could have risk getting Anthony Richardson. Uh, the Jets, since they're going to have Aaron Rodgers, more than likely. The Falcons have Desmond Ritter, and you don't have to play anybody else at that point. The... Oh, let's see. Um, the Raiders is the other one. I I really think if you're looking at um Anthony Richardson, you want there to be a veteran presence. You want there to be a guy like a Jimmy Garoppolo where he can just sit behind and learn the offense a little bit. Because Patrick Mahomes may not have been as great had he started from the get-go. I don't know. No, he, he very well could have been, but I, I just in, don't know. But and you, when he came in, he was good, but you're right. Yeah, you never can tell. So at number eight, Daniel Jeremiah has the Atlanta Falcons taking a cornerback, Christian Gonzalez. Yeah, they just traded for one. And the Falcons' defense is just horrendous, so they do need something. Yeah. So I'm going to give them Tyree Wilson uh, because I love Tyree Wilson and I think he needs to be on that defensive front. Uh, if somehow Jalen Carter is still here, I think that's also possible. Pick number nine. This is a trend, and this is 
a dumb trend, but Peter Skaronsky to the Chicago Bears mm-hmm. when Paris Johnson Jr. is just sitting there. Mm-hmm. So, I, again, I'm giving Paris Johnson Jr. to the Chicago Bears. Get used to hearing that this week, guys, because it's going to happen. So you like Paris Johnson Jr. over? Yes. Skaronsky. Skaronsky, I've, I've heard several GMs talk about, you know, his arms are too short. Well, I don't want him trying to fend off for a running quarterback. And block for Justin Fields, for sure. Right. Pick number 10, Daniel Jeremiah has the Philadelphia Eagles taking Lucas Van Ness. I don't like that pick either here because there's going to be depth positions that they can fill later. I have y'all taking Devin Witherspoon. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you can afford to do that a little bit more because you're used to having smaller corners. Yeah, you don't have to have um, the big guys. I, I I like the pick, but I, I'm going to stay there. I think we'll take him. You would take Lucas Van Ness? It sounds like Van Der Esch, and Van Der Esch has been a star for the Cowboys, brother. All right. Well, the Tennessee Titans and Daniel Jeremiah's mock draft is Jackson Smith and Jigba. I was okay with this pick, so I mm-hmm. left it. Um, it's It's just seemingly what I think the Titans would do is take another wide receiver, load up for Tannehill to have one more year and give Malik Willis another chance before you, you you know, punt the ball down the field. Pick number 12, he had the Houston Texans taking Miles Murphy. Miles Murphy, Murphy yeah. Guys, no way. Broderick Jones, all day, give an offensive tackle because in this scenario you've taken C.J. Stroud. Please don't let him get sacked 194 times like Deshaun Watson yeah, was. Broderick Jones is a good player, too. So protect your quarterback. Pick number 13, he has the New York Jets taking Nolan Smith. I loved this pick. Um, I think Nolan Smith is going to end up being a very good I piece. do, too. I like him. And I can see him being a contributor to the Jets right away. I believe right away. he was hurt for the national championship game, wasn't he? I think could, most of Georgia could have been hurt for that game, and it wouldn't yeah, have changed. it wouldn't have mattered. Yeah, TCU's a joke. Pick number 14. The New England Patriots, according to Daniel Jeremiah, take B. John Robinson. I just, I don't know about that. I hate that pick. I do, too. I don't think it's a good fit. Well, and listen to this. <laughs> he says, the Patriots don't think like every other franchise. I believe they could see Robinson as a valuable addition instead of a player at a non-premium position. He would team up with Ramondre Stevenson to give New England one of the best backfields in the NFL. But B. John Robinson is a bell cow. He's mm-hmm. not supposed to be a guy that gets five to ten touches a game, no, which is what not. Belichick would do to him. Yeah, and they, plus they got Ramondre uh, Stevenson. Yeah. So. Let Ramondre continue to be the cheap option for you. So instead of B. John Robinson there, I have them taking Miles Murphy. I think that I think that'd be a smarter pick. At pick number fifteen, he has the Green Bay Packers getting a steal with Paris Johnson Jr. That would be a steal. But he's off the board in our scenario, and so he cannot go to the Packers now. He's got to uh, be replaced with a player that is still available, and that is Peter Skaronsky. I don't like Peter Skaronsky, but when you're going to take an offensive tackle, which I do think the Packers need to do, you take the best player available. And he, and he sounds like coming from the Big Ten, that physical style of offense, I think he just fits that Green Bay system. Yeah, I could see that. He um, fits it. Skaronsky does. At number 16, I was okay with this one, too. He's a stud. Washington Commanders take Dalton Kincaid. I like him. He broke his back yeah. on November the 26th or whatever, but he got a he got a clean bill of health, according to one of the doctors. 
And so I, I think that that would be a good pickup for them. In number 17 for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Broderick Jones. But he's off the board. Remember, he went to um, another team earlier. Let's see, where did he go? He went to the Packers. Um, he's off, so then you're going to have to get Darnell Wright. Or not, he didn't go to the Packers. Where did he go? He went to the Texans. My bad. We're not going tackle here. We're going to snipe the next pick. I've got us taking Kalijah Cansey, defensive tackle from Pittsburgh. Wow. We need to replace Cam Hayward in the next yeah, couple of do. seasons. Javon Hargrave, I think, was brought on to hopefully be that guy, but he left after his rookie contract was up. We need to get a guy like Kalijah Cansey that could be in there that could give us some hope. And with Jalen Carter off the board and there not really being another player that I like the most, get Kalijah Cansey. Steelers love getting defensive tackles that can run. Mm-hmm. They do. And Cansey seems to be like one of those guys that has that explosive quickness. That's you, what Daniel Jeremiah said. But, who do you have going to the Lions then? So I have them sticking to the same position like I tried to. And I have them taking – Brian Breesey. Really? From Clemson? Yes. The Lions don't have a lot of holes, and they need to plug up what they do have. Defense is going to be one of those. In fact, I did a draft messing around. It ended up getting corrupted, and I couldn't share it with but anybody. Brian Breesey's not even projected to go first round, is he? Yeah, and every year there's somebody out there because you're not going to be able to get him again. And you got to think, too, for the Lions, this is their second-round pick Yeah. because it's their second pick of the mm-hmm. first round. So they could even think of it as, we know Brian Breezy won't be there when we pick again. Let's get him now. I did a mock draft for the Lions, and it got corrupted. I didn't get to save it. But I had made it through round five, and I had not taken a single offensive player. Because every time that the board came back to me, it was just too perfect to not take an offensive player. And so I took a defensive player every time. Pick number 19 for the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Daniel Jeremiah has them taking Will Levis. I disagree with that, um, mainly because Will Levis is already off the board in our draft scenario, but I think Levis is going to be one of those guys that could sneak into a team uh, because of the same reason that I said somebody should go ahead and, and pick up Brian Breesey. Thoughts on that? I I just think if we have Breezy going to the Lions, correct? To the Lions, correct? Yeah. If Breezy goes to the Lions, I I just think Cansey would slip to the Buccaneers. I could be wrong, but the Buccaneers also need a quarterback too. So you can't put your hope into Baker Mayfield. So I think it would be between him or Levis. I think that would be a smart pick. I instead have them taking linebacker from uh, from Arkansas, Drew Sanders. Really? Devin White's requested a trade. Levante David is not going to be playing there much longer. Now, Drew Sanders, I think, originally went to Alabama and then transferred to Arkansas. Yeah. You got to get a dog. Got to get a dog back there, so really? go get that Razor and back. Drew Sanders, he is, he, he's not projected to go first round either, so you would have two kind of. He's not, but he is one of those types of players that I think should be getting first round consideration. Pick number 20. Jordan Addison going to the Seattle Seahawks. I'm not upset about that pick. I'm I, not either. You've got to you got to add some wide receiver talent. Pick number 21, Zay Flowers to the Los Angeles Chargers. Get that trash out of here. 
They're yeah. going to take Bijan Robinson if he's available. Really? Take Bijan Robinson yeah. and go trade Austin Eckler for a third or fourth round yeah, pick. That's what I think, too. And call it a day. Zay Flowers is, a, I think he's a good player, though, but uh, where would he fit in from there then? You'll see. Pick number 22. Joey Porter Jr. And I, I'm not going to say much about this. It's nice, but listen to this is Daniel Jeremiah's top analyst at NFL analysis. Get get this. How fun would this be? Joey Porter Jr. to the Ravens. That just sounds amazing. He would be a tremendous value at a position of need for Baltimore, which is why they're not going to do it, because Lucas Van Ness is on the board. Yeah. And that's who they're taking that's instead. That's who they're going to take, the edge rusher. Look, the Ravens are not sitting there and saying, what former Steelers players have kids in this draft that we can draft and saying, oh, Joey Porter Jr., let's take him. They're not doing that. They're not doing that. But I do think pick 23 is interesting. And I agree with pick 23. Really? I like pick 23. So the Minnesota Vikings select Hendon Hooker. Um, I like that pick. I don't have a problem with it. I think Hendon Hooker, I would take a, a chance on him or more earlier. Uh, I know he's falling. The reason why is – Are I, you saying then like Tampa Bay instead at 19 where Levis and all the other quarterbacks are off the I board? I would take him over Levis. I, I watch Hooker play a lot this year at Tennessee, and he has such great accuracy. He really does. And his arm strength is really, really good. Yeah, the flick of a wrist. That's what I'm saying. I, I – Honestly, I would take a chance on him sooner before I would Levis, but that's just my opinion. Well, pick 24 I did not agree with. It was Deontay Banks going to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, Look, the Jaguars need tight end uh, like they need, you know, air to breathe because Evan Ingram has not always been the most consistent player. He's not guaranteed to stay past this season. Yeah, you need some weapons for Trevor Lawrence. So I have them taking Michael Meyer. What about Joe Tipman? Well, Michael Meyer going to the Jaguars at 24. So at 25, the Giants are projected to take Joe Tipman. I do not like that either. Really? Uh, Saquon Barkley is not reporting. Mm-hmm. Uh, why would I believe that he will report? So I have them taking Jameer Gibbs from Alabama, the running back. So you've got them taking Gibbs. I do because even if Barkley reports and signs that one-year deal essentially, you can let him walk and then have Gibbs take over the next season. Mm-hmm. That's how a lot of these teams end up thinking. Mozzie Smith to the Dallas Cowboys. I did not like this pick, so I gave them Zay Flowers. I gave them Zay Flowers because last year Dallas struggled to find a number two wide receiver um, what was his name? You know, you got C.D. Lamb, and then who's the other guy? Michael Gallup. Yeah, Michael Gallup. Michael Gallup was hurt most of last season. C.D. Lamb was inconsistent last season. Go get you a guy that has the same skill level of a young T.Y. Hilton and see what happens. Pick number 27. The Buffalo Bills are projected to take Quentin Johnston. I think this would be a good pick. I do, too. I like the pick a lot. I, I like think it, it. it makes a lot of sense to give a big – explosive weapon to complement Diggs and Davis is what Daniel Jeremiah wrote, and I actually like that. I think it's good. I agree with the next pick as well, the Cincinnati Bengals taking Darnell Wright. Um, 
Joe Burrow in that offensive has line for got him. to be protected. And Jonah Williams has said he wants to be traded. And so I think you go ahead and you, you draft another tackle just to be safe. The Saints at 29 take Michael Meyer, but he's off the board in our. So I'm going to give them Deontay Banks. They need another corner uh, that I think can help them. I agree. Their corners have not been very great over the last couple of years as far as injuries are concerned. And they feel like feels like they've gotten kind of torn up by several players. So, uh, you know, we do it that way. Now, here's where things get interesting. Yeah. Because the Eagles are back on the clock, and they take Felix Anyaduke Uzama, but not in my mock draft. In my mock draft, they take Joey Porter Jr. Yeah. I so, w- ne- so think about this. You come out of the first round with Devin Witherspoon mm-hmm. and Joey Porter Jr. Yeah. I wouldn't be upset with that if – uh, Porter is off. I would like to see thirty-one and thirty switched. So I I watch Will McDonald, you know, since I'm an Oklahoma fan, and the guy is just a beast. Like Will Will McDonald, he's long, he's tall. Honestly, I I would love to see him play for Philadelphia. I really would. I think he's a great player. See, I don't see Will McDonald as a first-round talent. See, I, 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 I think he's late first round, but I'm, I'm just saying if our guys are gone that we wanted on the board, if they're gone, I would rather have him than uh, Felix Undanke Husahahuha. I'd rather have Will McDonald. I really – because Iowa State, I was so impressed with him. He, I think he's a great pass rusher. Well, I do agree, though, if the Chiefs are going to take Will McDonald at, at number 31, I won't argue with it. They do have to replace Frank Clark. So, Mark, we changed a lot of picks. Yeah, we did. 31 selections. We'll do you know right. how many picks we changed? I would say seven to eight. How many did we change? We changed 19. 19? So, I had a theory about this. This is probably the worst mock draft I looked at so far. Um, And Daniel Jeremiah is supposed to be the best. He's doing it on purpose. I think he is. Because I got to thinking about it, and I was like, you know what? Let's go back to 2022, and let's see what his mock draft looked like right before the draft came out. Y'all peep this. Number one overall, Jacksonville Jaguars. He projected that they would take Trayvon Walker. Isn't that what they did? Number two overall, Aiden Hutchinson. Isn't that what they did? Yeah. Now, number three, he got incorrect. He thought that it was going to be Iki Ikwanu, but it ended up being uh, Derek Stingley, but nobody thought that Derek Stingley was going number three. No. He got number four correct, Sauce Gardner. Um, he got number five and six correct. Um, he, actually, he got five, six Five and six, and then one other correct, but he had the the players mixed up. But here's what's interesting that I want to to talk about the most. So far, we are down through pick 10, pick 11, pick 12, pick 13, pick 14, pick 15, pick 16, I believe, pick 17. Pick 18, pick 19, pick 20, he got corrected. It was Kenny Pickett. Um, 
pick 21, 22, 23, 24, I believe he got correct as well. He did not get 25, 24, I don't think he got Tyler Smith, 25, 26, 20, okay, I want you to think about this. I just counted. Daniel Jeremiah got 26 of the 32 players correct as to who was going to go in the first round. That's, pre- that's pretty impressive. That is impressive. Talking to the mic, good sir. That that's is impressive. impressive. There you go. There you, you go. Now they can hear you. Um, that's, a, that's, a, that's an impressive amount. That means he got six picks wrong. And the six picks that he got wrong were Malik Willis, David Ojabo, who was the next round, George Pickens, who was the next round, Boye Mafe, who was the next round, and I think Tyler Smith was the only other one that he got wrong. I looked this up, but it's not showing up, so let me pull it up real quick. 2022 NFL Draft. Pop up the first round. Yeah, so Kenyon Green instead of um, Tyler Smith. No, Tyler Smith, I'm sorry. He did get Tyler Smith right. Tyler Lindenbaum, Linderbaum went in uh, in round one, pick 25. Cole Strange kind of hurt him, and Daxton Hill and Lewis Seen uh, hurt him as well because those were some of the picks that he messed up. Um, he did miss on Logan Hall as well because apparently the Buccaneers actually... I think they made a trade. They didn't they didn't select in the first round. Yeah, how about that? Here's the thing. And I'm rambling, but here's the thing. Daniel Jeremiah is better than this. So something's up. Agree or disagree? But what would be his reason for doing it? Is it just last year's mock draft went live the day of. So you think he's just toying with people? Or the day before. I think he's literally waiting until the very last possible minute. And if he gets 20-plus players correct that are going to go in the first round, because I don't care as much about where they go. I just want to know if they're going to go. If he gets another 20-something correct, dude knows what he's doing. And if his mock draft 4.0 is so much different from this one, something's up. But we've been here 54 minutes. We should probably quit. You got anything else to say before we close out? I could go another 54 minutes. I bet you could. But all I got to say is this. Go to markgarner.com and sign the petition for the Eagles got cheated in the Super Bowl to get the last two minutes of the game replayed. Thank you. Please don't do that. (laughs) Guys, tomorrow we are going to continue to be looking at another mock draft. And I'll say this at the beginning of the episode, but just in case we lost some people, uh, I'm going to say it here, too, for those of you that are faithful listeners all the way through to the end. Yeah, thank you. Over the next three weeks, three to four weeks, we still have content coming out, but we've been putting these programs on the master feed. After that, you're only going to be able to find the GOAT podcast on its own specific show. So you can type in going on a tangent or g.o.a.t. And be able to find the GOAT podcast on all major podcast platforms. 
it will be a red logo with a goat's head. Subscribe there, please, so that we can continue to give you sports content. That's awesome. We're also going to be able to give you content that is not just the NFL. Baseball's coming. Basketball's coming. Uh, Lacrosse is not coming. But we'll have different sports available for you and give you the opportunity to listen to them. So the next three to four weeks, you'll still hear us every day on the Master Feed. But then after that, you'll only be able to hear us once a week on the Master Feed. Until then, take care.